If you are a dog trainer or dog business owner, check out my free marketing masterclass for pet pros at www.freedbytraining.com unleash, or click the link in the show notes. Welcome to Dog Training Bites by Bite by Bites. The show where canine professionals share their key takeaways, big aha moments, and hardest lessons learned from working with dogs. I'm Madison, certified dog trainer and behavior consultant, and dogs are my life. Every day I get to coach guardians and other trainers into a deeper understanding of canine behavior. But let's face it, sometimes dog training really bites. And that's okay, because when it does, we learn a lot. This pod, 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 podcast, podcast is all about sharing the lessons learned from experience. Because the stories of when it got tough or when we made a mistake, that's when we learn the lessons worth learning. Worth learning. And it's time we share those with the world. I'll be talking to dog, dog, dog trainers and other pet professionals, professionals about times that working with dogs, well, bit. Not literally. Not literally. Maybe literally. What's most important here on this show, what did they walk away with? What did they learn? What did they learn? How did it shape their approach today? Today, today, today. Welcome to Dog Training Bites, the show where pet professionals share personal lessons that you won't find in any textbook. On our first episode of Dog Training Bites, I'm going to be talking to my colleague, mentor, bestie, and co-host, Jerry Sheriff. Known on the internet as Sailor Jerry the Dog Trainer, Jerry is a certified professional dog trainer who, after 18 years, stepped away from her career as a veterinary technician and started Tulsa Pack Athletics in October 2020. The Tulsa Pack Athletics Cooperative stands as a beacon of authenticity and value-driven work in our industry, providing education and guidance to trainers from around the world, and through that community, providing high-quality and accessible behavior training for pet dogs anywhere. Together with her American bully Enzo, Jerry shows up daily for free to educate owners on how to meet their dog's needs while building a stronger relationship through the power of her movement called the open-minded approach. Hey, bud. Finally got you here. What What was that introduction? I used to feel weird when people would introduce me on podcasts because I was like, well, that's all probably not true. But that, I just, that felt really good to hear all of that. Like I feel settled in my soul to have heard that. It feels really good. Thank you for saying that. I think a lot has, you know, shifted and changed even in the last year for just what you're doing and putting out there and providing and the community and the cooperative and all of that. I think things have grown and evolved in an exponential way over the last few months. Well, thank you. You're part of that. And certainly many of my mental breakdowns are part of that. But I think... But I comes think along really, with the creative genius, right? <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. But I think uh, I changed. I changed. I saw that the the future of Tulsa Pack is linked to my ability to see myself accurately mm-hmm. and to have humility and say when I'm wrong, you know, because I talk a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. And I think people don't realize why I do that. Yes, it's for advocacy, but it's also to keep myself accountable mm-hmm. and to not be what I'm saying. So... I think it's grown and we're headed in the direction of the rockets to the sky. That's what I like to hear. (laughs) So I want you to tell the dog people out there who might not know about your incredible best friend slash business partner slash icon, Enzo, and and maybe about our boyfriend Mm. too. Enzo is really 
special and everybody says that about their dog but i want to i want to qualify why he is special when you stand in enzo's presence it's incredible it's every single thing that you want to feel when you look down at a dog he carries himself with confidence he's ready to play at any moment in any situation he's ready to go he's steady you know, but he's so still fun He's steady, but he's fun. I can count on him like I count on a friend, like a yeah. human friend. And that is not because of some sort of magical thing that was bestowed upon him or, or upon me. It's because we spend a lot of time together and I want him to be who he is. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a puppeteer. I want to be his best friend. I want to be his showman. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to come out and introduce him so he can go on stage with Apollo. He's just, <laughs> he's great. And I think when people master are of ceremonies, him, <laughs> that's right. I'm the master of ceremonies for Enzo's life. And, and when people are around him, they can feel that they can feel that. And it's just so inspiring because I'm not doing anything special. I throw food. <laughs> I throw he, food. He, I he makes leash. you look good. <laughs> yeah. And he is just no, I, I know mean, that you've even, worked very, very hard for that with him. That is that is daily. It's daily discipline. Even a for walk you. around the block for <laughs> yeah, even a day, it's daily discipline for me. And you know, he reminds me. He reminds me. Yeah. It's time for us to do these certain things. And and I love that about him. Yeah, absolutely. And he's not the only one. He's not the only animal in your pack. You've got you've got kind of a multi-species situation, even though they're not all cohabitating in a traditional way. I guess you got you got two others, right? Yeah, I've got drop dead Fred. He's it's our boy. My he's my billy goat, and the reason that I smell so bad sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, <laughs> not every time. Not every time, but sometimes he's taught me so much about really, really kind of coexisting with an animal the way that it is. Because dogs, right. we have quite a bit of say over. I think you know they they're a bit more agreeable. That's a better way to say that. Dogs are a little more agreeable than billy goats. Yeah, but you um, leave the world of canines, and you don't experience that <laughs> yeah when you get out of when you get out horses of and dogs i think yeah and you get into prey animals mm -hmm. and i there's jb he's the thoroughbred because yep. if you thoroughbred you know, i think probably there's something off with you it's you're off you know it's a little he's a little hot but <laughs> again it's it's another completely beautiful learning experience and it's the way that i connect most with my daughter and it's the way that I intend to connect my business mm -hmm. to where it's about more animals and, and mm -hmm. more information for people, um, for Layla. So one day she can step up and, and carry this on. That's my daughter. She's 13. She's a barrel racer. And that is who JB really belongs to. But I take care of him. And it's enriched my life in ways I can't explain to just make my day about making the rounds with the animals. There's quietness yeah. in that and discipline and mm -hmm. nobody's there to tell me I did a good job it's just us and and I just have to show up yeah because it has to get done but it's one of those jobs that feels good for doing it especially for me it feels good after winter when that's over I've been studying neuroscience a lot and I figured out that scientists now know kind of where willpower comes from in your brain and how you grow that and how it increases mm -hmm. and it's by doing hard things that you really don't enjoy. And I don't like being in the cold. And after winter is over and I've fulfilled my commitments to them, I just feel so 
much closer to them like you guys we made it through the Kansas winter <laughs> we made it I showed up every day I did and in this winter I've even been saying things like oh it's nice outside and it's 30 oh you know I'm like oh this balmy day it's giving me a new you're habituating I'm habituating that's right and and that I wouldn't have had that without them right you know and so I like that I like stuff like that 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 it adds to my life it builds my character I like that too all right, friends. So what is the tale? I'm flying blind here. What's the tale that you brought to share with the dog people out there? So I have this client, Sarah. She just finished with me probably actually about a couple of months ago. And she has a mastiff, large mastiff mix named Star. And they live in what she describes as terrifyingly cold Alberta. Oh gosh. Yeah. And she came to me because her and her partner wanted to integrate their households and be together. And, you know, there's this love story that gets brought to you. And that ha this happens for so many people. This is why I want to share this story. It seems like there's all of these things that you could do to the dogs to make this situation happen, right? And, and in people's minds, it's like, oh, if we just do this, 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 and we do it the right way, it's going to be great. And it's going to be, what happens when you can't, do it the right way because you're not there as a person. What happens to those people? And so Sarah, I want to tell this story because I want people, this is, this is a story about hope and about discipline and about perseverance. It's definitely going to make me cry. I can already feel that coming. Oh, that's but okay. When I, when I first started watching Sarah and Star and I'm like, okay, these are our goals. Like, let's go. I realized something. There was something off in their body language together. And I, it took me about a week and I wanted to be sure that I was giving her the right instruction and that I was seeing what I really thought I was seeing. What happens when what you're doing by definition is weirding your dog the fuck out? How do you have that conversation with people? How do you tell someone that their movements are peculiar and that their dog, like that is some sensitive shit. You can hurt someone's feelings. You can give them a complex yeah you're highlighting absolutely. and maybe an insecurity that they have and so I thought about it very carefully and I had to come up with a way and it and it taught me something it gave me something is why I'm telling this story Sarah gave me of how do I communicate to this person that I need to work with them for just a second and I need to teach them what it's like to stand casually and to not have movements that might weird their dog out and and to look at a grown woman and be like, hey, will you mimic my body movements? Because what you're doing is a little bit strange. And I just want to, do you know the, the courage and the bravery that took for her to hear that? Yeah. And to change. Like, I just, she is so special to me. And I worked with her for, for a while, for probably about eight weeks. And what had happened was she was not with her partner. It was her and her son and star. Her son is one of the most hilarious human beings I've ever seen, by the way, his name is Micah. Shout out Micah. Oh, now yeah, I know exactly Micah. who you're talking about. Yes. He is. He is a star. Mama, 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 bad. That's, that's Mike. He He's a star. Brought, he brought everything we needed to that process. He really did. And yeah. she is a kind and patient mother. And she's oh my a kind and patient human being. She's a teach like her energy in speaking with people is teaching is educating is nurturing just mm -hmm. in I, I could see it in every conversation every interaction and so I imagine that that impacted her being receptive 
to learning a new way, which can be difficult, but it's a whole new language. And if you don't know the impact that your body language can have on a dog and how they receive your communication, then you just don't know. How would you know? It would be like yeah, somebody we... who only speaks English, expecting them to know the difference between Spanish and Portuguese. Mm -hmm. they've, if they've never you know, encountered this before, how would they be able to pick up on that, that nuanced difference in detail? Because that's what it is. It's pretty nuanced stuff. I think for you to have even caught that is you know, maybe not something that that would have been picked up on through more traditional training versus the daily virtual uh, video that 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 you do with your clients. So whenever I taught Coco Garcia, the daily thing, she taught me this. Mm. She taught me how to really watch the mm -hmm. person's body language. She's like, you don't understand how much it matters. One movement, one weird pause, moving too slow, moving too fast and virtual training. I mean, man, I know you probably do it too. We I get take to that slow scrubber. it down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I take the scrubber and I roll like fast just to see a dog's tail. You know, I'll just be like, I want to see what the tail's doing and I'll move it and time lapse the whole video. It's incredible. So, what ended up happening with her, you were involved and you don't know it, but I never taught Star how to use the crate. I never taught Sarah. I never, I asked her mm. to watch the crate course. Mm -hmm. and she never said one word to me about it again. She just kept showing me the progress. And nice. Probably within two weeks, Star was loving her crate. Like hanging out, yeah, hanging, hanging out in out. there. Yeah, this is my yeah. space, this is my place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was it was definitely a little teamwork on that one. And that. she was able to bring her other dog, who she had moved out of the house because she was afraid that Star would continue to try to, you know, attack him. Or And he's back now. He's a little Pekingese wow. named Jethro. And he's back. Yeah, and they I just got all the gooseies, all I the know. chills. Ugh. They're doing fantastic. Her and her partner decided that they don't want to put that on their relationship to try to intermingle, you know, inter integrate their house right now with the other dogs that would be coming in because it wouldn't be healthy for them. I mean, watching people make healthy decisions about their future and invest in long-term goals is like, I can't even, like, yeah. Madison, I used to just drink whiskey all day long. You know what I'm saying? Like when and this now happens you're out here to changing me, I lives. think, oh my God, I think, oh, just something you said before we started recording just really stuck with me because it's just the way I feel like I could do this for the rest of my life and feel like I've still net all back. Mm -hmm. I could do this every day for the rest of my life and still feel like I owe because of my past. And, and so every little tiny one is just, I feel you know, that. Yeah. I feel that I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There are yeah. the ones that you can, you can look at. I mean, look at Jordan and Asuka, right? Oh, With the posts that she just made of where she was a year ago. <laughs> Lilo and, and Rebecca. Of, like And Crystal these, and oh, Luna. Yeah. And I think of I just think of all these family units that have yeah. in six months in a year, you know, none of this is overnight work and nobody's yeah. around nobody around these parts are promising that. But to see the change that can happen. When you open yourself up to a new process, learning some new things, trying some mm -hmm. new things, showing mm -hmm. up with consistency and discipline, being willing to give it three months, six months, a year to really be willing to see the results of that. It's honestly so It's so powerful. It's so powerful. I love watching people let go of external things. I love watching people let go of blame. Oh I, I love watching people let go of guilt and shame mm -hmm. and blame and all the things that people want to do to kind of 
make this problem something where they either don't have to be accountable or they're like totally fully responsible, which that also doesn't make sense. It's it's the the process I think right sizes everyone. Yeah. And and that feels really good to me. So, you know, this isn't a story from a decade ago, but what did you walk away from this particular client with that would impact how you would start a new client tomorrow? Like if she if someone with a similar situation, obviously like different dogs, but a similar situation came across your new clients and I'm sure it will again soon, you know, how how might you approach that differently with kind of taking what what you gained from that experience? I already knew this before, but it validated in me that you are responsible for the people that walk across your path that ask mm-hmm. for help mm-hmm. and not, this makes me so emotional. <laughs> you are responsible. Your hand is out. You are a dog trainer. You are responsible. And when you put your hand out and they grab it, they're not grabbing your dog knowledge. That That's obvious. That's that's the yeah. obvious part. They need, they need guidance. They, they, they need, need a, you. a guide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They need you to tell them the truth Mm -hmm. and you have to find a way to do it really compassionately, but also to hold the line for them. Because if you placate people and if you try to ingratiate yourself to them by niceties, that's not what you're there for. You never know if that person's life hinges on that change. If their forward progress hinges on their singular decision to be brave and reach out to you. that That's their job, right? So they reach out and you grab their hand and you just don't know if that's a turning point in their life. Do not drop the ball for them. Do not make it about, oh, you didn't listen to me and this isn't, if they didn't listen to you, you need to back up and find out. And find the what reason. Is to find the reason. Maybe you guys aren't close like that yet. Like I talk to my clients every day. You talk to your clients every day. I am close with them. Mm-hmm. You know, by the end of the month, it's like, I can say anything. They can say anything. I mean, they could the whole time, but what I really took away from that was that something as seemingly small as problems with a dog could be the door that opens up to them changing so many other things about their, and that yeah. is such a beautiful, beautiful responsibility to have. There's no downside to it. There's no downside. You just no, show up it, and you do your job. Easy. For mm-hmm. me to show up every day and do my job because mm-hmm. it is a response, like you said, it's a responsibility I feel honored to have. Genuinely, it it fires me up every day. Yeah, I know you feel the service. same. <laughs> it, exa- exactly, I feel the same way. Being of service, paying it forward, giving back what you were freely given—all of those concepts in recovery apply to any kind of recovery, any yeah, kind. Absolutely. All right, Jerry. Is there anything else you'd like the listeners to know about you or what you're working on right now? What I would like the listeners to know about me is I don't say it enough. Tulsa Pack is much bigger than everybody realizes or understands. And Mm -hmm. I'm saying it and I'm proud of it. You know, we have a really phenomenal apprenticeship and mentorship program here that really almost takes people, what is maybe almost six months to complete? Five months if they did if they did mine and yours. I think I think you're right. I think it's closer to six. You can get we're building a, a new internship opportunity. Yeah, yeah. CEUs are available. There's there's really a lot for education and experience. Yeah. Yeah. We're building a pathway for people to become professional gold standard dog trainers with community support, with continuing education, with a system of accountability where mm-hmm. we all keep up with our education. We all keep up with the community. 
it's a it's a it's a real change in the dog world and i want people to understand that it is a movement about us growing and changing as human beings so that we can be better stewards for our dogs it's not about some weird cult where we all come and learn to do the exact movements that jerry's doing like that's why you guys don't see me training a lot on social media because i that's not i want us to all bring out who we are and and how we want to do it and then give people kind of a loose set of parameters for how to do that that's easy entry accessible, mm-hmm. affordable, mm-hmm. and we can make real changes in the world. If we drop this bullshit of, I am a dog trainer and look at all these cool things I can do and you can come to me and I'm going to do this performance. Like what, what is even happening? Yeah. What, what needs to happen is that we developed community-based programs and organizations so that people can be involved in this as a lifestyle. It's yep. not it's not like, oh, I'm going to train my dog and then it occurs. And then it's, it's like saying you're going to parent your kid and then you do it for a month. And then I'm done. <laughs> and then I'm done. Like, what are you talking about? This, this Child is a parented. lifelong <laughs> endeavor. Yeah, this is a lifelong endeavor. Need lifelong. I agree. Well, you can connect with Jerry on Instagram at Sailor Jerry the Dog Trainer. And you can find more information on Tulsa Pack and a link to work with her in the show notes. Thanks for joining us in the world of Dog Training Bites where every challenge brings a lesson worth sinking our teeth into. See you next time. Dog Training Bites was created, produced, and edited by Madison Simpson. You can connect with me on Instagram at dogtrainingbites, that's B-Y-T-E-S, and at freedbytraining. For information on today's guest and resources for help with your dog or dog training education, visit www.dogtrainingbites.street. Looking for more? Listen to my other show, Unpacked, a clinical dog training podcast co-hosted by Sailor Jerry the Dog Trainer and produced by Straight Up Dog Talk, LLC.